and welcome to another episode of The Carb Watch. I am your friend Andy, and I am watching your carbs for you. But today, I'm actually not watching your carbs. Wait, what? Yes, I'm not watching your carbs. I just read this amazing book, and for me to read a book that is nonfiction is very tough for me. I've read the Harry Potter series at least twice in different orders. Started off with book number five last time. Um, so to get me to read a nonfiction book, this is hard for me. I love to read uh, Dr. Rogers or Dad's Cliff Notes, but I wanted to do this one on my own because I listened to a podcast that talked about something called the Dorito Effect by Mark Schatzker. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Mark Schatzker. This is the surprising new truth about food and flavor. This is amazing. If you have not read this book, it is a good read and it's a quick read. It won't take you forever to do. And it's uh, wildly illuminating about the foods that you're eating and the foods that you think you're eating that are healthy. So this is basically talking about, it kind of parallels the story of how Doritos were made and why they were made. It was a plain tasting Frito chip that didn't taste any like anything. Uh, and the owner, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this story quite a bit, but he added so much flavor to that chip that you wanted another chip. It's a market. It's marketing. Businesses want you to sell more and buy more from consumers. So you shorten the taste of food. You make it super, super sweet and addictive with certain flavor palettes. Uh, it talks about sweet, sour. Yes, it talks about umami and savory flavors, MSG, why these are added to our foods, not only for preservatives for increased shelf life, but also so that you become addicted to those foods. So it talks about these, this being the contributing factor of the obesity epidemic. Is everybody just all of a sudden uh, addicted to food or eating more now and not exercising than we were 50 years ago? Part of that's true. We do have a more sedentary lifestyle, but also the foods that we're eating are not containing the same nutrition that they were. And that includes fruits and vegetables and meats, including chicken. It really parallels this, I believe, 1941 contest for the chicken of tomorrow. The chicken we're eating today is not the chicken it was uh, in the 1940s before World War II. And so he goes into a lot of detail, which I won't give it away you can kind of guess what's going to happen to it we got to find real foods that's that's what's happening and i found that that was very uh very illuminating for me too because what we do on this podcast is we talk about carbs because i'm very related to carbs i'm have type 1 diabetes I'm insulin deficient, I rely, and that is how I dose my medication, all on carbs. So I know your body is doing the same thing in response. But I have a lot of patients where low carb doesn't work or keto doesn't work. A lot of the times, your body's trying to always tell you something. And that's what I found really cool about this book. So I've bookmarked a couple parts of it. Your body is trying to follow flavor. So if you have a certain flavoring, think about the pregnant woman. She craves pickles. It's an abnormal taste. Animals do this in nature. They crave things that their body happens to be deficient in. I need more vitamin C. The studies they did with scurvy and the men that were on ships that weren't getting any vitamin C, they craved things that had vitamin C. Their palate and their taste buds changed in accordance to what their body was needing. So long before we had grocery stores and food so available, 
And that's how we knew what nutrition we needed. They actually talk about a study in this particular book where they let children choose the foods that they ate. All good, nutritious foods, but they would tend to gravitate towards the food that they needed at certain times. If they were growing, if they were in a growth spurt, they picked foods that had more nutrients relating to that. The kid with rickets, vitamin D deficiency, would drink cod liver oil. He loved it, couldn't get enough of it because it was packed with vitamin D. So now we've just become so used to intense flavorings, over-seasoned meats, Doritos, where it leaves your fingers with all that crap on it. That's all flavoring. It's all added. So he goes into a lot of detail in this book, and I think it's worth your read and worth us just talking about it on this podcast, if not for you to just look at it. He has a website, too. It's called markshatsker.com, where he actually tells you certain restaurants and foods in your area that are good places to buy from. He says you should be complaining. If the food's not good, you should be complaining. And a lot of these foods, even mom and pop places, are re-thermalizing pre-packaged food. So it's you don't know what's going on beyond the kitchen unless you've worked there. But he's saying eat real flavor. It's going to lead you to what your body needs. Um, flavor does start in the womb. So if your mother is obese, you have way more chances of developing uh, bad habits with junk food that your, your parents may be doing eat for flavor. Um, so too, uh, this is just a couple of things too that I think that's great because he wants you to avoid certain things. So let me see. Let me go to this page on. He says certain things. Sorry, this is, we need a, yeah. Production, we'll talk to production right now. Why, what's happening right now? I can't talk in this mic and also find the page. That's fine. We'll just add a note to production. Thank you. Hold on one second. Let's find this out because I think it's important for us to know. Okay. The following words indicate the presence of chemicals that fool your nose. So avoid synthetic flavor technology, and it's very misleading in the marketing. So natural flavor, natural flavorings, artificial flavor, flavoring, and flavor. Those aren't real. Those are produced from the planet in order for make you think that you're tasting a grape when you're not actually tasting a grape. Those are fooling your brain. Your brain doesn't know the difference between a grape and grape soda. It thinks it's grape flavored because it's intuitively uh, linked to taste and what your body spits out as a result. The following words indicate the presence of chemicals that may fool your tongue. Again, palate what you actually need. Monosodium glutamate, MSG, disodium um, inositate, uh, inosinate. Uh, a lot of words that I'm having trouble pronouncing. Torula yeast, torula yeast, yeast extract, hydrolyzed protein, autolyzed yeast, saccharin, aspartame, things we've talked about before, neotame, sucralose, all fake sweeteners, even stevia. Yes, stevia trivia, we always say, are better for you than cane sugar if you have a problem with insulin resistance because it's avoiding detection in the gut. It's not going to get an increase of blood glucose in the serum, but it is not fooling your brain. Your brain still thinks it's getting something sweet. Remember, those flavors are added in there to get you to buy another thing. So even if you're going around the grocery store picking out something that does not have an ingredient label on it except what it actually is the ingredient in there, mangoes, it is better for you, but also knowing what that's sourced from too. This book goes in, uh, this is kind of gloom and doom, and I realize that, but our vegetables are ha not having nearly the amount of vitamins and minerals that they once had. Our soils changed, and farmers and factory farming and these big companies 
are making more quantity, less quality. So even though you're eating that broccoli, you're still not getting the phosphorus from it that you might want to have got, once have gotten 60 years ago, which is why we replace with vitamins as well. So really finding out the source of your foods too, it sounds very cumbersome right now even as I'm talking about it, but it's worth it. We have an ep- uh, we have an obesity epidemic and it's worth knowing what food you are putting into your mouth. And better food is more expensive. is, and there's less of it. And the reason is that Mark Schatzker argues is that the flavor's better. You'll be more satisfied with better natural flavors that are actually in the foods, not added flavors, with less of it than you would be with more of something with added flavors. Don't fool your tongue, don't fool your brain, and eat well and read this book and put down the Doritos. Put them down. They're addictive. They're made to make you crave them want more. I'm sorry, Doritos Factor. We're not sponsored by Doritos, and they're probably not listening to this right now, which is fine. But we don't need that. We don't need it, and neither do you. So this has been a different carb watch, more like a show and tell. But I hope you enjoyed it, and I do hope you read this book or at least visit this guy's website, Mark Schatzker. What an amazing read. And see what's in our area uh, for real food choices. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.